Hey, and welcome to Eliza starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, an 18-year-old girl who attends Harvard College, where I'm a freshman from New York City, and I'm here to do my very best to explain the big, wide world of teenagers these days. So, first of all, I got some emails asking me what is my status on the radio station at Harvard, because I kind of talked about how I was comping it, which at my school means, like, testing it out, sort of, or depending on the kind of club you're joining, it can be a competitive kind of working to get in, or it can just be like, if you complete the work, you're probably going to be in it. And that's what radio is. I'm in the record hospital department now, which is like the punk rock department. It was started, I think, in the 70s. And the update is that hopefully I will have a show this year. I'd like to share it with my friend Mark. Um, Ideally, we kind of have the same music taste and just palling around, I think, would be a lot of fun. Um, Part of the thing is that our hours are 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Wow, I have no idea what that noise was if you heard it. Um, so it's really like late. And if you're younger, obviously you don't get the like 10 p.m. to 2 slot. You would probably get like 2 a.m. on. So most likely if we have a show, it's going to be in those early, early hours. But it's definitely worth it. And I also now am social chair for Record Hospital, which means... Basically, I'm in charge of parties and planning them, so that's basically where we are right now. I am having a lot of fun, and we'll see where it goes, so I'll update you if I get a show. If I don't, it would mean DJing is what it would mean, so that would be exciting. Secondly, I recently talked about silence kind of being in in musicians, in museums, and experiencing a few moments without listening to music or listening to a podcast. And it's really interesting because we went away for a week or or like approximately a week to Florida with my family, just me, my parents, and my little sister. And I had a lot of time there where it was just silent. Like it wasn't even in a museum processing other things. It was literally just like, I'm sitting here thinking. And I realized kind of in that moment how little I do that and how I think it's actually a good thing because I know a lot of people process their thoughts when they go to sleep and I don't really do that. I I mean, I do, but A, I'm tired so I fall asleep and B, often I listen to things or they're kind of half thoughts or whatever. But I think it's really um, something that I at least didn't do enough, which was just to sit and like let yourself think about things that you don't, that you kind of think about in passing. Like, this thing is weighing on me, you know, there's an email I have to send and every so often I think of it and then I push it away. Or there's a thing I have to do or something you're processing. It's kind of so easy to, like, have thoughts come into your head and go out really, really quickly and think that that means you're thinking about them. This is a lot of using the word think. It's kind of hard to articulate, but I hope I'm getting the point across just that sometimes it's really useful. And ever since I realized that I've started doing it more, maybe I'm late to the game, just to kind of think about, like think things through that you haven't given enough attention to. Like even if it's a hard thing to think about, let yourself recognize like this is something that's on my mind and now I can finally just process it. I personally maybe arguably use like podcasts and music too much to kind of distract myself because I think if I think about things too long or if I'm like in my own head I kind of get freaked out which is true but sometimes I need 
to use that being freaked out to actually get things done mentally. So that's just something I would recommend if you can feel like it's useful and not um, driving you bananas. And now a second recommendation that is more if you're older, I would say it's something that I think a lot of people have been talking about. It's a story called Cat Person that was in The New Yorker. It's basically the story of a 20-year-old girl and her interaction with this man who's older and their brief, super brief relationship, if you're even going to call it a relationship. I don't want to give too much away. It's not like plot-wise, there's not a ton of plot. It's a lot of just the experience of being a, a young lady, essentially, and interacting with men and maybe older men and the way that affection kind of can alter how you see someone or how we sometimes push away our bad feelings. My policy is usually like if I have gut negative feelings, I try to go with those because more often than not, I think they're right. Like your gut is going to be right if it says don't don't go near this person. Even if sometimes you can push those thoughts away and feel like maybe there's redeeming qualities, maybe, sorry, maybe there are redeeming qualities, um, it's not worth it to convince yourself. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that. And I think Cat Person has done a good job of reminding me to remind myself of that. So if you look up Cat Person New Yorker, again, there's like some inappropriate parts, um, but I think everyone of my friends that has read it has been kind of like, oh no, because you really feel that feeling. And it doesn't mean that like, oh, I've gone to this place where she is, where the character is. It doesn't mean like, oh, I've done these exact things. It just means I can recognize this feeling of trying to balance being open-minded, being open-hearted, wanting affection, wanting to be cared about with feeling like maybe this is a bad situation maybe I do feel gross about you. So I would recommend reading that, definitely. My sister read it and she's 12. (laughs) Arguably, she shouldn't have probably, um, but I mean, she's also often like, she can, she's kind of seen everything or at least read everything at this point. It's like whatever, she can handle anything because she is so grown up and brilliant. So if you feel comfortable reading whatever, I would definitely recommend it. And now just a kind of reflection on being back is the general kind of consensus I think between me and my friends my high school friends and my college friends about being back after your first semester of college is that it's really weird basically it's not how I expected to feel because in a way it's like being at home isn't the same anymore I expected to have basically a month or two weeks at least with like all of my best friends. We're all going to hang out and do the things we used to do. But as it turns out, even if a bunch of you have longer breaks, you're not going to line up. Your travel plans or whatever aren't going to line up. A lot of my friends or some of my friends at least are rushing sororities, which means that they go back earlier than I do or than most people at their schools do if they're not rushing. And it's just like, it's just a very bizarre headspace. And I think that if you're going into your first year of college, that's something to prepare for. I'm like learning as I go. I'm by no means any kind of expert. But the thing that I've heard from every, everyone I've talked to is like, 
I don't really feel right yet. Like you don't feel necessarily right at college. You know that you haven't settled in quite and like you haven't found all of the friends that you will have. You don't really know like are you doing the right things? Are you going to the right places to meet the people that will be your best friends? There's this really weird aura of like I'm kind of on Instagram seeing people that I vaguely know or like on Facebook seeing people I vaguely know doing things that I'm not doing. Are they actually having a better time than I am? People at other schools are seem like they're having a great time and I kind of feel uncomfortable. And I think ultimately the answer is almost nobody is having as great a time as it seems like they are. There's certainly amazing times and it's like the most mind broadening experience that I've had ever. But um, it's hard to feel like school isn't your home, but that's where you live now for the most part. And home is different. And you're never going to stop getting asked questions about it and having to describe all these tremendous changes in your life, even in little things, in coming to terms with how you identify yourself, even little like broad simple things like I'm a New Yorker becomes a huge part of your identity and constantly being kind of on to some degree because you're always trying to like make new friends and understand different people and meet as many people from as many places doing as many things as possible so on the one hand it's like this amazing experience of like taking in so many different thoughts at one time but on the other hand as one of my friends and I talked about it's like I'm constantly thinking about what I'm thinking about um which is kind of how I've lived my life anyway um so that's not that shocking but I think that's now the feeling a lot of people have which is like I'm everything feels like you're feeling the wrong way a lot of the time is how I can try to put it maybe And something that's helped me a lot is, like, describing my feelings to my parents and saying, like, is this normal? And just having them say, yeah, that's normal. I've said that before in the podcast, but I'll say it again. is really helpful. Conferring with my other friends, like, do you feel this way? And they're like, yes, I feel that way. It makes you feel better because it feels like it's this unique experience, which it is to some degree. Everyone's going to have your own experience, and you're lucky to have that experience. But there's just a feeling of, like, this can't be right even though it is because it's so new so that's kind of a somber note to end on um I don't mean it as a negative I just mean it as like this is something that I've never had to feel before um this is something that a lot of people have never had to feel before it's a time when you're really really examining yourself and how you're changing and how your friends have changed and kind of rethinking like your place in all this and seeing other people from my high school like on the street because I live really near my school is kind of a weird experience because you're like oh my god like you're still there and I'm here and my sister's at school but I'm off and what do I what does it mean to be home again so that's just something to consider if you're on your way into that kind of zone it's really really interesting please like write down your feelings so you can remember it because I know that at a certain point I'm gonna forget about how I felt except when I'm referring back to this which is like a little time capsule so thank you so much for listening you can write me if you have any questions comments concerns etc at eliza rubin at college.harvard.edu um that might not 
be like the most brilliant idea on my part to give out that email, but it's really the one that I check the most. And there you have it. That's my email. So I'm just going to kind of throw that out there. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into by then. 